Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's just talked to his wife. She's very keen to have an open relationship. Just immediately said that was fine. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> Thank you very much. Hello, welcome. Hope you're all enjoying your mugs. <laughs> your, your expensive mugs. Uh, buyer's remorse. You know, no refunds. Uh, thank you very much to uh, the, the people who last week uh, were in the audience. <laughs> we're allowed them to come back uh, as a gra- in, in gratitude uh, for t- supporting fantastic charity. Uh, uh, this is Richard Sherry's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was talking to Ian Walkman the other day. He invented the, invented the Walkman. Got a lot of money from the Walkman. He's wired for sound. He calls it Rahalas to us. I don't know if that's, that's going to catch on. Um, we'll see if that catches on. Uh, lovely to see you all. Thank you very much for coming out. Uh, we've got a lovely show for you today. Uh, as I said, I've been in Lowestoft uh, recently. We went uh, to uh, a fish restaurant on Sunday for um, fish and chips. And, uh, but right by our table was a big fish tank uh, with, with, with actual fish from the sea in there that presumably are there, you, you think, to 
uh, be eaten. Uh, sort of the, you're, I was eating my meal of fish and chips with these kind of glum-looking fish in the tank right in my line of vision, looking at us, you know, as we ate our meal. It felt a bit awkward um, until I re- realised uh, that they must be bad fish uh, who'd been committed some kind of fish crime. And this was their punishment, wasn't it, to having to watch us eat their bro- fish brothers, knowing that soon it would be their fate as well, but not knowing when it would be their turn. That's the punishment. They're, they were probably fish paedophiles. They probably had sex with some fish eggs or something, and that's... You don't have to feel bad for them, so I enjoyed eating my, my paedophile fish. Um, can't say that anymore, can you? Can, I don't know. I don't know what you can say anymore. I don't know what you can say anymore. It was, quite, it was quite disconcerting, is what I'm saying. If I had a fish restaurant, I wouldn't put fish in a fucking tank swimming around by the table. That's all I'm saying. It made me, I used to be vegetarian. It made me think twice. And I will be again, as we all will be. Uh, look, I, I would like to thank this week uh, for backing the Kickstarter. She doesn't want anything said apart from her name, which I've written out phonetically and now I'm not confident I can pronounce correctly. It's Louise Trost. So thank you very much for your support. If I said it wrong, get in touch and I'll say it right another time. That's the way, that's the way these things go. Right, um, I think we're going to crack straight on. We've got a lovely show for you tonight. Um, my guests this week are probably best known as Steve T and Pete Lazarus from Smell Investigations. That's why we're here. They're both in it. We here, please welcome Freya Barker and Celeste Dream, a.k.a. Lazy Susan. Here they are. Come in. Welcome. Welcome. Let me pull you some... Now, don't auction off our mugs. I can't. We haven't got so many mugs. I can't promise mugs. that, actually. Okay. Cannot promise that. Hello. They've got a lot of depth, haven't they? They're, they're big ones. mugs. Well, the reason they're big mugs, yeah. I was going to tell you backstage, but I'll tell you now, because yeah. we're, we're on stage all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that um, I was talking to... David Mitchell was a guest on the last series, mm-hmm. uh, and I uh, said, we've got to get like a little present for the... For the guests. And I yeah. said, we were thinking of getting like a water bottle, like, you know, like that you can carry your water Reusable, around. Yeah. And David Mitchell said, oh, yeah, I get given so many of those and you can only use, it's kind of crazy. He if you hates got loads. bottles, David. He does. Oh, it's a very on brand critique. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And he said, what I would really like is a mug, but a really big mug. Because <laughs> I like to give the tea bag a chance to, you know, Do its stuff. Make, its, make the most of it. Yeah. So we tried to get, these are the biggest we could get. To be honest, I'd like a bit bigger. Well, no. I sent one to David Mitchell. He hasn't responded, so I think it's not big enough. For yeah, I'm quite small. Yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of money. You look like yeah. a borrower. With uh, that. Yeah, I feel like one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did do that just to make you feel uncomfortable, just to make you feel self-conscious, um, just destabilised at the beginning. Yeah. What was? Uh, I mean, this was uh, presumably a, a, a sketch. You were in together. Was it the Smell Investigations or the Smell Investigators? Smell, in, smell Investigators. Investigators. Many yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. What was what? What smells were you investigating? From what I wrote, so <laughs> <laughs> and I can't I, believe this has come up. Yeah. Again, you know. I mean, I, I appreciate you getting straight to the heart of who we are. Yeah. Um, we like to dress up as two men called Steve and Pete from Middlesbrough, and they just. It they is, just went around they identifying just went around. smells. That <laughs> just, was a sketch. We just went around Peckham. It is the title. Um, it was like onions, a bin, fucking, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was not, <laughs> it wasn't what you would call like a sort of, you know, watertight premise 
sketch. <laughs> it was just some guys going around. Oh, and yeah. then you th- threw up in that Asda car park in, in the sketch. Oh, in the, yeah. You, she gets that so overwhelmed when yeah. she remembers the, what the smell is that, yeah, you, that yeah. you throw up sort of on me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really grounded yeah, stuff that I think we can all Are they the same with. characters that are in the series? Yes. Yeah, they're old. Yeah. They're yeah, very yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, are you, are you from Middlesbrough? Uh, I'm from just outside of it. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. family are all from Middlesbrough. Nice. We we worked out when Bob Morton was on how, yeah. how close we lived to each other. We we planned the route, but if you live outside of Middlesbrough, I can't go that far. Yeah, let's I do could, it. Let's I could do, do, do Roman Road. They lived in uh, Clepston Avenue. Okay. Do you know where that is? No. It's near Roman Road. You know <laughs> but I know, Roman I know Road? where Roman Road yeah, is. So yeah, if you yeah. get down to Roman Road, okay, yeah, how do yeah. we get to your place from there? Um, actually, it is, it, it's sort of technically the posh end, so you are going to need a car. Right. It is one one bus an hour, and they do right. stop at six. So, okay. and you're from Wolverhampton. Yeah. Yes. I mean, these are two of the worst places <laughs> in the United. I don't. I hope you don't mind me saying. No, I've toured please. the United Kingdom quite extensively. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I can yeah. say it about Middlesbrough because my family are from there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not really allowed to say it about Wolverhampton, but it is really shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're gonna stand for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like last time I drove into Wolverhampton, it felt like it was. Uh, it's sort of been or a nuclear strike had already happened. Yeah, yeah. it's you know it hasn't had a lot of investment. No, that's what I think. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't know. It's one of those things where now I don't live there anymore. I have a certain amount of affection for it, um, but obviously, growing up there, I did think it was really shit, <laughs> um, and was praying to to leave. They're lovely people, as are the people of Middlesbrough. Mm. And they have to be, because they live in such shitholes. They have to be nice. They've got to make it work. They've got to, you know, Um, can do chippy northern slash Midlands attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Slade Rooms is a great venue. I I have played Middlesbrough, but only once, I think. Where Where would I have played? Town Hall. Yeah, it probably was the Town Hall. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. The Little Theatre in Middlesbrough? No, it wasn't. Maybe. I wouldn't. I'd never play the Little Theatre. Not me. <laughs> not with my Middlesbrough following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, well, look, let's get the sort of boring stuff out of the way first. In how you? How did you two? Sorry, I'm just enjoying this. Look, <laughs> maybe we need to deal with the fact that I've just sat back in the chair. It's a lot of depth my in the mug. A lot of depth in the chair. My feet don't touch the floor. Okay. This is partly how you you, you got together, right? Because you were. I was stuck on a chair. You were stuck on a yeah, tiny yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny legs sticking The police up. were like, we're not coming out, fire brigade. They didn't, <laughs> didn't even pick up. And then she she comes along. Yeah. Helps me down. <laughs> Incredible. And then we thought, let's do sketch comedy. <laughs> um, how did we meet? Yes, that was what the boring question I was going to establish, first of all. I know the answer, but I would like do to you? hear you. Why is like, what do you think the answer is? What I think happened is uh, you were both working as actors... Uh, you were working in, uh, I want to say Tom's Been Like God, but it isn't that. It's Mr. Tom's, Ian Tom's. Ian so Tomlinson's <laughs> Garden. Yeah. You were playing a child in a play. I was playing a child in Goodnight, Mr. Tom. Goodnight, Mr. Tom. That's the one yeah. I was looking for. And uh, you had a friend and who introduced you both. This is great. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you ditched, you worked together with that hey, friend whoa. for a while in yeah, a threesome. Yeah. And yeah. Then, thought, you did, yeah. then you ditched him. Yeah. Because he, uh, he had a penis? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. When we found out, we were like... <laughs> <laughs> no way, buddy! Fuming. Absolutely fuming. Don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but that's quite... There's quite a lot of people who have started in acting and, and sort of then pushed through to comedy. Not that you'd stopped acting. We'll talk about that later. But mm. 
you, what, why was, why, why did you decide to go down the comedy route, and what, and how did you do that from being in? Well, I mean, the thing about doing comedy is that you, like, you're doing your own stuff. Yeah. So right, like straight away, there's like an so autonomy. It's all your fault. It's all yeah. <laughs> when it goes wrong, you've got no one else to blame. Yeah. Um, but also, I was playing children in theatre like a, a lot. Yeah. I'm five foot tall. And I was playing, you know, I was like in, you know, late 20s, playing, like, 12-year-old children. Yeah. And that really, I was like, good night, Mr. Tom. I was, like, literally playing a 12-year-old, <laughs> playing an adult nurse in the second half, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I literally had to wear this, like, thing that, like, strapped my boobs down. I mean, there's not much there anyway, but I was literally, like, boobs strapped down, playing a child, and it honestly makes you go insane. We did, like, when you're touring a play for a long time... You just sat on stage with, like, your hair in bunches being like, this is... I'm going insane. <laughs> like, I think I'm quite a sort of weird individual and I'm not... Like, I'm not a child in the 1940s. Yes. So I think it... I don't know. I just... I think it was definitely... <laughs> definitely... Necessary. Definitely necessary to go out of there. But, no, we were just, like... It was accidental, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really an actor. I had only very recently graduated, so I was just sort of bibbling about... Um, and I don't really know why I started doing comedy because I, I wasn't I never particularly funny, but I just liked it. Just sort of a fangirl, <laughs> annoyingly, you know, like when I was eleven, just like obsessed with The Office in a way that sort of completely eclipsed my personality, <laughs> which was you know barely burgeoning as it was. Um, and so when I left uni, I just sort of thought, well, I've got a lot of feelings, and I've got an inkling I might be special. <laughs> I guess I should be you know, doing something creative. And yeah. comedy felt like, uh, I don't know, I sort of, even though I found it a bit harrowing, particularly at the beginning, I sort of love that there's a pass or fail measure about it. It's like, if you make people laugh, you pass. If you don't, it's failed. Yeah. So you can never sort of be, um, you know, really indulgent. Or it always feels useful in a way that maybe other things don't. So I yeah. just sort of thought, I don't know, I was just kind of drawn to it. But, um, yeah, and then we met exactly as uh, you said we did. And, well, um, yeah. That's true. Maybe I should just answer all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> See how we get on, and then you just, in, you just interrupt. Yeah. If, if I go just, if I go we'll go around. back there and eat some chocolate, and <laughs> yeah. if we hear anything that sounds... There's, not, there's snacks this week. Have you wow. noticed the oh snacks? God, yeah, I was in, in the dressing room alone for a little bit. There's a family-sized pack of mini cheddars. Yeah. There's four boxes of Pringles. And a box of, like, miniature heroes. I know. I've like never had snacks before. Quite we did it for you guys. Absolutely overwhelming. Why? What did you hear? We just... Uh, it wasn't particularly... <laughs> These girls love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> they love to this snack. Is, uh, this is the first time we've done it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really because of you. Oh. Just oh. we thought we would do it. Ouch. <laughs> but you're the first to benefit out, from it. Yeah. And you can take any of that. Anything that's not eaten at the end. Oh, it's all in the bag that. already, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the, the perks of being on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and what was the sketch? Yeah, I, I, you've come. I, I'm interested in sketch groups because I love sketches, right? And it's, it's become sort of unfashionable. Yeah. Even when I was doing sketches, it, was, it had become unfashionable. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, but I really like uh, deciding on names for sketch groups. Now, what was your first, the trio sketch group? No, one? we can't. No. What were you called? Because I saw it and I saw it and then I've immediately forgotten what it was, but yeah, it was like a German... It. We all saw it, Richard. Yeah. Okay. Can you say it? Um, like, I don't think I actually can. I want to know why. So imagine, imagine coming up with a name oh, that's got an umlaut. <laughs> a sort of character that you have to literally Google, copy and paste, because <laughs> you can't write it with your own keyboard. Yeah. So stupid. So the name was 
Lebensmüde, which means tired of living in German because <laughs> Schadenfreude was taken. Oh my god, how embarrassing! <laughs> and we did, we, we had did stick with it for like a year. So, and you three people waved that through. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're like, what, what, why didn't like none? Of, and that's why he got binned because right, I think so we sort of secretly blamed him yeah. for the name. Even did you do an Edinburgh show with that? Were you yeah, called we that in Edinburgh? Yeah, yeah. We did and like 45 minutes in um, in a pub. Yeah. And do you remember, there was a day a when show. this. When this guy, this German guy, came up to us and he was like, "That's not funny." <laughs> Do you know what that means? And we were like, "Yeah, tired of living." He's like, "No way, that's not, that's not cool." We were like, "Twelve forty-five at the whatever pub it was called, Jekyll and Hyde." Jekyll and Hyde. He didn't come. Yeah. Wow, because it's about Lazy Susan. If you Google Lazy Susan. You yes. have to put Lazy Susan comedy. Yeah, it's not great. You get, it's not, you get a lot of stuff about Lazy Susan. It's not great. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's have you just... been speaking to my dad? Because <laughs> any time I call my dad, so I'm Celeste Dring and Freya Parker, and my, every time I speak, uh, like, appropriate of nothing, I never even ask him for any feedback. <laughs> even if we're not talking about it, we're like, how are you doing? He's like, I've been thinking, you need to call yourselves Dring and Parker. No one is going to remember Lazy Susan. And when I Google it, I can't find you. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late now, Papa. Um, but yeah, it's a, not really a conversation. It's a sort of monologue that he does at me. But it, yeah, I do have that on oh, a yeah. bi-weekly basis with my What was your thinking behind Lazy Susan? It wasn't a lot of thinking okay. behind it. I feel it. like we just... Li- did we literally like pick it out of, it, a, out it, of a book? Yeah. It was literally like, ooh. And it was just any... I think we were like, what's... What, like, a wom- like a womble would do it. That's how the exactly, wombles chose yeah. their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's anything that's less embarrassing than Lay, because it'd be like, it's Lay in a bar, like, Le- it's Laban's mood. Le- it's Lay, yeah, with an, an, yeah, a, the bar's so low. It's with Yeah, if you start with a really terrible yeah. name, then a, yeah. any name is better. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I also think we didn't, I think we were, you know, talked it around for too long. Like, you know, when you fussy and. We didn't want to call ourselves uh, a collection of animals, you know, because there's like the sheep, there's goose, mm-hmm. there's like it's often the you know beasts. It's a dumb thing to yep. name yourself after uh, an a set of animals, and so we didn't want to do that. Well, and I, I did. quite I, like I wanted, it. It I sounds disco like disco dogs. Where I got down. Oh, you wanted? I forgot about disco yeah, dogs. Disco I'm glad like, disco. I'm that was not aged well either. <laughs> um, I got a disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult though we had this you know I remember the various sketch groups we had and uh, the one we we settled um, we, we settled actually quite quickly in university the sketch group we had was called the Seven Raymonds the idea was like the two Ronnies but it was seven people all called Raymond who'd got it's, together and decided to do a comedy group together it's but classic no, sketch but logic you, though but yeah but you always need to explain that to people so it wasn't a great time and in a bar going like no and then you know the, you know the two Ronnie, the two Ronnies, yeah. And then we had to come up with a name for that. We got an Edinburgh show quite late and we had to come up with a name and we went ages and ages on it to the extent that we got to one. We, got, we came up with the Potassium Permanganate Experience was our name and we'd been doing We'd go for so long that we all just went, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Because we thought, oh, we could call it KMNO4 and it sounds like... You know, it sounds like what a was sketch. the second word? Potassium. Pa- potassium permanganate. I think there was a sketch where I'd used potassium permanganate as a punchline. It's classic. So we thought it's classic sketch. Classic uh, having sketch. done a chemistry O level, uh, and so then we thought we'll call it the potassium permanganate experience. And then you get to Edinburgh, and go what? No one can understand what's yeah, going. Yeah, the yeah. Seven Raymonds KMNO four. What's the fuck is going on? Yeah, and even if someone enjoys your show, <laughs> they're not going to be able to tell anyone about it. So yeah. it's very self-feeling. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
And then we, we I did a sketch show with Steve Coogan, mm-hmm. Patrick Marber, um, <laughs> Simon Munnery, Stuart Lee, nice. uh, and me. And we again, we went, and then we decided to call the Dumb Show, but lowercase, the Dumb Show, D-U-M oh, yeah. show. Uh, but I think that's because there was there was something similar. And then every time you say it, you've got to be like, and it, and it's all in. Uh, it's lowercase. Lower There's no B on dumb. Yeah. And it's like the the, the dumb showing you'd get in. <laughs> yeah. So it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to come. It's up. really difficult. So I think Lady Susan's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's not bad. At least it doesn't it doesn't like hurt when you say it like yeah. Lebensmüder did. Um, no. And I think yeah. your surnames are not. I don't think it's. A, I don't think calling yourself by your surnames would be a good idea. We'd never be able to decide on the order. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, be like Parker. It would have to be alphabetical, but then I would win. Yeah, be drinking Parker. I'm not having that. No, no fucking way. No way. <laughs> no way, mate. It sound, It does. It's one. It's, your names are, do sound like uh, an estate agent or something as well. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, drinking Parker. Drink. Parker drink. Yeah. Like a sort of Islington. I mean, drink is a weird name. That yeah. I, that would I would just keep on coming. Going, drink. Actually, yeah. drink would be a good sketch drink. name. Just drink. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what have I like done? Ring a drink to. <laughs> there we go. She is. Drink with Frank Parker. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring. Very big. I think you should definitely. Just the corner that. of my forehead on the yeah. poster. <laughs> um, so you did Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did Ed, and then. And then we did Edinburgh. Did, did Edinburgh did. just as a duo. Yes. And so was it? Twenty eighteen was sort of the big. Yes. The big year that it broke through. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. With uh, with your show, which I don't need to tell you, <laughs> was called "Forgive Me, Mother." Yeah, yeah, doing quite well, all right, so far. In yeah. which you took the Me Too movement, and you know, yeah, it was gave me... it a comedic spin. Yeah, you know, Me Too, the absolute lolligeddon <laughs> lol train. Get me aboard that lol train. But in that show, so what I'm interested about in this show is that you had a running joke. Was it you who had a, a, a stalker who you were scared was going to kill you? Yes. Were you not worried that by doing a joke about that you might get a stalker who would try to kill you? Well, I mean, that's, I think as a woman in any just, sort of prominent, well, just literally any, any prominent position, even however sort of mild or sort of, you're just always worried that a man's going to kill you. Yeah. Sadly. Today and that's even as people who are like literally sort of sketch comedians um, with a little show in Edinburgh. Like it happens. It's it's sort of bonkers, really. Yeah. But it's absurd because you like you know clearing up your wigs at the fig and bucket or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I hope one of those weird men at the bar isn't going to talk to me or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah, you do just have to sort of navigate all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, but the, I suppose by doing this, you're bringing that to the fore. And I know you've done. I mean, yeah. it, even the, the the recent BBC Three show, mm. there's lots. Of, I mean, what's interesting, I think, is there's there's you, you, it's not just men that you're doing sketches about. And there's very funny yeah. sketches with women in it and about women's uh, failings and foibles as well. But but there's a, the the good the sketch that got tweeted a lot from the first uh, show is you doing a sort of 1980s workplace ring up if you've yeah. got complaints about us sort of yeah. yeah yeah it was basically like a fake infomercial saying like you know we're the people who are doing the show that you're watching and if you hate it like you know just tell us personally like we really want to hear all of that feedback <laughs> um you know you want me to die oh that's great thank you so much i'm a stu- i'm a slut thank you sir um but we did we did get men just doing doing all of they, they watched it yeah. and then they just did they just sort of did it at us so it just sort of 
kind of just go. It's just a horrible circle. <laughs> but they would have done it anyway, right? I think. Oh, the, for you know, sure. So yeah, like yeah. It's, it's just yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's it's really interesting to hear, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's great that it sort of is sort of coming out now that that's that. But it's it is unbelievable that it's still. Yeah, and yeah. I it's think still it's, happening it's to that not, extent. It's not an easy subject to make funny, and I think. You know, we never want to do anything that seems worthy, or because a lot of our audience or people watching our stuff are really nice yes. people. <laughs> you know, any men watching our show, you know, most of them are just really nice people. So you don't want to be like you are. So you want to be like sort of. <laughs> Thanks for watching, assholes. Yeah. Um, so with forgive me with that and sketch hotline, it had to be like, does this feel funny? And it does it feel you know because sketch hotline is a kind of slightly chaotic energy to it and we kind of lean into that 80s infomercial you know the sort of slow pans back cl- clumsy zooms yeah. and like you know us not quite knowing what we're doing and yeah really taking this quite mean feedback on the chin and, and, and with forgive me mother we did struggle with the ending of that show a lot because it you know everyone knows that <laughs> raping and being a horrible man is is bad so it's not it's not like a interesting place to be working out of particularly particularly comedically so that's why we kind of, truthfully, I hope, but kind of mind ourselves and looked at, yeah. well, what's funny about Freya when she's like catastrophizing and basically pivoting on the spot and really being like, oh, every, you know, there's threat everywhere. It kind of makes a yeah. sort of like uh, not a safe pair of hands in, a, in, a, in the double act dynamic. Mm. And then I was sort of every night would crack on to a different guy in the audience. Um, so I, it was sort of a predator-prey thing and a sort of like you know, I'm basically, you know, drawing a guy in while she's trying to sort of push them away. So it was about really our dynamic and the way that we mm. brought things upon ourselves. Sure. And I think that's sort of how it managed to, you know, a lot of some people wouldn't agree, but be the right <laughs> side of funny yeah. rather than... But that's, you know, that's you know. definitely true. You know, it's, it's great to sort of see someone taking head on, but in a, also in a funny way. I think that's, that is that's so important. That's the skill as yeah. well. I yes, think it's, it's kind of easy to sort of... Not easy, but it's... Uh, you can lecture... Bef- Suddenly you're like, oh God, I'm just doing a lecture. Like, hey guys, this is bad. I don't know if you knew, but this is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of patronizing. It's kind yeah. of boring, you know. So the, the skill is to, is to make light and to find the areas where it's funny or there's a bit of hypocrisy or there's something interesting in it that, that feels like it has a comedic slant. But yeah. but yeah, I don't know. We did it in Australia and I, um, yeah. I like cracked onto a guy in the audience and it, it's, script, it's clearly scripted. There's a lighting there's change, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's Prince underscoring um, Pink Cashmere, one of my favourite Prince songs. And uh, the woman who was, because I always would pick a guy that was with some, I'd never pick a, a lone guy watching the show. <laughs> and I would always be slightly side-eyeing to look, look for, <laughs> and this says a lot about my ego, but look for who's like laughing a lot and yeah, yeah. seems to be getting the show and looks like they'd be reluctant. You never want to... You never want the person who's like got a hockey mask on in the front row being <laughs> <Yeah>. like, ha, ha, ha. Fool me once. <laughs> um, so I always pick a friendly looking guy that's with people and, and, and this guy was, was with his girlfriend and I, and I was talking to him and she thought it was real and stood up and said, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> yeah. And it had never happened in like a hundred shows. Like it had never happened. And she had a handbag she had on. A handbag on. Yeah. yeah, it was, it wow. was wild. Yeah. Um, so women can be thick and bad too. <laughs> and that's, that's the moral of that story. <laughs> but the, I mean, it's, it's, it, well, A, it's great to see, 
a sketch about weirdly like the day or the week that uh, your series started. I kind of because I, I love sketch shows and I, and I think they're really important. And they don't really happen anymore. I think they're a great way to, especially new comics, especially. Yeah, nurture new talent. Nurture new talent, but also <laughs> ideas because you know you don't know what's going to work. And I, we had Jamie Dimitri on the other day, and mm. you know, say, he was saying the same thing that you know if you're coming up with a character, you can't just write a sitcom about a character necessarily mm. straight away. Uh, but you know, I saw em, Emily Atak had a, a stand-up and sketch, and I think is that the only sketch show on and then then there was yours as well but like it sort of seems insane that that, that comics aren't being given you know and I, I love mm. Emily and I think she's great but she's sort of she's come from a sort of different direction to be given her own stand-up and sketch show and yet stand not, not stand-ups aren't, aren't being given these shows yeah so it's kind of a, a it's well done for getting a show thank <laughs> you but and there's uh, it's, it's it seems to be like there aren't any it's weird there aren't any male sketch shows right so that in a way that I can think of, in a way, that's... The only, the I mean, it's not bad, because there, there's so many historically, but... Mm. There's Famalam, which is not me. Yes. That's, that's, uh, I think that's the only other big British yeah. sketch, in terms of on TV, yeah. I think. Um, because there's a yeah, lot of people right. doing sketches in Edinburgh, right? There's a lot of sketch groups. Oh, there's so that, much sketch in Edinburgh, and, yeah. And it's sort of weird that it's... And also, it's across. not unfashionable in America. No. So it is sort of just here that it's, that it's died a little bit. I mean, I would say that we're quite... Not odd, but I guess we are sort of somewhere between sketch and character. Yeah. Um, so we are quite different from like what you say would be a more typically male, often yeah. more premise-based or more like Cowards or something like that is the most recent maybe all-male TV sketch show I can think yeah. of. You know, Tim Key and Tom Baston. Uh, yeah, I mean, a few, because like, they've tried, I mean, they've tried, they don't really give anything a go, like... We are Clang got very briefly got a sketch show mm. and the the um, Matt Matt Crosby and all that guy those guys got yeah. a, got, yeah. a, got a sketch show but only mm. like a pilot or a very short series or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it's I don't know I, I I don't know the answer. I do think it's obviously the medium that has been most usurped by online content. Yeah, if you yeah. want to watch a funny sketch or whatever, you go online, you look at your favorite comedians or people that retweet mm. good stuff. And so I suppose that audience demand is not as clear or they, they don't need TV to be produced well, I think in that it's, way. It's the attention span, isn't it? I think yeah. often like, you watch like, one sort of funny little thing online and, and you're never like, mm, give me 30 more. Yeah. It's simultaneous. Like, yeah. you know, give me one after the other. So I think... I but think... I do think it's a shame because mm. it's unsustainable, I think. Well, maybe that's too broad a statement, but... It's not that sustainable to make online content for free or have a buy me a coffee or whatever. You mm-hmm. do think if these, a lot of online comedians that are making their own sketches online, if they got together in a room and got to write and be mm. produced properly and stuff, it could make something really exciting, you know. So yeah. it's a massive shame. And I don't, I don't really understand it because I don't think it's that risky, really. And it's expensive to produce, obviously. Sketches, yeah. multiple location, multiple setups, costume change, whereas you know, reality panel is a lot cheaper to yeah, produce. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just sort no, of... No, no, I know. But it just, it's sort of... I mean, there's so much great comedy talent. There's so much stuff coming through Edinburgh and there's so many people trying to be... Yeah. I, I sort of, you know, even just from a... Sta- even say a stand-up saying, you can do some stand-up and then just ch- chuck a couple of sketches in. There's nothing like that, you know, which is... I think Sarah Millican sort of had something approaching that, but it was still sort of almost a game show as well and yeah you know guess, it's, it yeah. seems so weird to me but i think and, and it does your stuff i think 
if you home produced it, it would it would it needs to be on TV. Agree, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is you're it's almost because we're so used to seeing people doing like like no budget sketches that it's sort of yeah. weird. To, it feels like a huge budget watching your yeah, show. And, and it's a sort of different... And it was not. <laughs> Some of the actors were in our own clothes. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it is just a, a different medium as yeah. well. And I think you've got to lean into the fact that it, it can look slightly more sort of cinematic than like someone with their phone at home. But I think that has almost become like a subgenre yeah. now. And people respond to things so quickly that I think... You know, we, there, would, there would have been no point in us doing like a satirical yeah, sketch we, we because it's already someone has literally done it within like half an hour and it's excellent and it's got, it's got like a million views. So then we'd wheel on like eight months later, being like, <laughs> "God, the Oscars, am I right?" Yeah. And people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah we try and do zeitgeist but not topical. Yeah, well, it's really interesting stuff because I mean, like some of it starts from quite a small premise, like a fly being in the room being annoying and then goes off somewhere surreal. And some of it's like... I like the Hot Nuns is just great because it looks like it's going to be like running characters and it's just a really lightning joke. Yeah. But it's great. That's the thing when you've got no budget as well. You want to do all these like (laughs) 30-second quick, fun sketches and they're like, can you be three minutes and in a flat? (laughs) Just to make it go a bit further. So we didn't... There were like sketches that we had to drop that were like that, basically, because there was no... Couldn't afford to shoot them. But I'd love to... I I sort of feel like with the, the... the French act, the woman in a French film written by a man. Yeah. I'd quite like to see a featured film-length version of that <laughs> sketch. I really feel I could watch that forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope you'll I do hope that. for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, that it, was it, filmed it, in Wolverhampton. But it would, it would sustain her thing. I think, like, the, the, yeah. the, the character you play is sort of so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of feel sorry for this guy. I come, it comes, comes to me so he's easily. He's so close to the surface. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely devastating, really, how, how easy that, is, that, that guy is to play. <laughs> <laughs> don't, literally don't have to try at all just put a fake beard and then here he is yeah that's yeah. nice it's yeah. very nice well, there's a lot you have to come to term with, terms with when you like watch yourself play a man <laughs> you're yeah, like oh, yeah. wow like mm. when I when you play Thomas and when I play Pete I look like my dad in the 80s and that is it's not good <laughs> <laughs> I showed my boyfriend and I I don't think we've recovered so I can just see there's a hesitation in his eyes now that was not there before <laughs> Is it is it fun playing? Because you do quite a lot of male characters. Is it is there is there a, a fun element in that for you? I suppose it's it's freeing not to have to be concerned with how you look yeah. at all. Like I think I think you know with being raised a girl and all that stuff. It's uh, not to keep drawing it back to this, but you, I think you don't quite realise how much you're sometimes trying to appear a certain way all the time, or you know. I don't know. So there's something very freeing about just playing a bloke and being like, yeah, it's completely permissible to look really unattractive. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's fine, you know. And it's, I think it, we've always done like drag, haven't we, in, in yeah. all of our shows, but I think we've never... I think we weirdly were just like, oh, they're just like a funny character. Yeah. And they just happen to be a dude. I think it was never like... Men are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. like, I wonder what it would be like if we saw them on stage. It was always just like, oh, yeah, it's Stephen Pete. I don't know, we just sort of... Wrote them, and then there was no one else to play them. So it's like, we'll we'll do it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Good. Let me ask you an emergency question. We'll come back. It's it's really fascinating. I'm really. It, it's you know. That's all right, mate. What's um, an emergency question? I'm going to ask you an emergency question. This is just my stupid questions. Okay. Don't worry. Um, if you could go into a chrysalis and emerge as anything you wanted, uh, what would you transform into? It can be absolutely anything. It can be you has changed, or it can be someone else, or it can be anything. What would you like to be? I mean... Oh, gosh. Because I want to... I mean... I want to say, like, a, some sort of animal, but yeah. do, do, am, I lo- am I, like, locked into you You're can... locked in. If you do it, that's what you have to do. Okay, if we get... Okay. If technology becomes available. Yeah, OK, OK. Freya, okay. why aren't you just saying dog? Because I know it's dog. Why don't you... And shut up, Celeste. How <laughs> about a cup of shut up? Is, did you message me once and you were like, oh, I think I realise I don't want to get a dog. I want to be a dog. <laughs> Like, I yeah, said that I to you in confidence. Dogs, are, dogs are a good choice. Yeah, I do. I do have a lot of affinity with dogs. Yeah. Um, possibly too much. Okay. I just like. I just like a plucky dog. Okay. Um, so maybe just but like liking a plucky dog and wanting to be a plucky dog are two different things. Yeah. I think what I'll say is I'll pencil dog. Okay. And I'll give it a bit more thought. And then okay. as soon as the technology is confirmed, then I'll give you my final okay. answer. But for now, I think a dog, a bit like um, Tintin's dog. Yeah. Snowy. Snowy. In good. fact, I'd just say snowy. Yeah, snowy's good. Have you yeah. got? Have you got anything you'd like to change into? I'd just like to be some kind of athlete, maybe. Yeah. You know, um, in my <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but when lockdown first happened, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I was like, um, I'm going to learn how to do a backflip. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I there's something in my head occasionally when I'm running and. I live in Ali Pali and it's all hills and um, I've recently quit smoking. I'm trying to like get healthy and stuff and I'm always like pathetically sort of dragging myself up this hill, uh, getting overtaken by, by walkers and anyway, and I just have fantasies about just being really fit and if yeah. there's a really banging track on, I'll just have a little daydream about like backflipping onto the dance floor. Yeah. So I'd love to be just emerge as some sort of gymnast, I guess. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. A dog and a gymnast. Yeah. You could be a gymnast with a dog and you yeah. could still be together. You could jump through those hoops. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. The double act will live yeah. on. That's, 
That's nice to know, isn't it? <laughs> so you're pretty close. I mean, like with double acts, it can go one of two ways. Yes. Uh, well, for me, it's you gone. tell us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for mine, it's gone quite badly. Yeah. Uh, you two. I mean, you share. You do still. You shared rooms, like in when you were staying in Edinburgh. You like shared a room. Yeah, we couldn't yeah. afford for, the rent. For money, so, so extortionate there. It that makes we, seven, we had to share seven hundred pounds each to share that room. Yeah. Oh. Is it you're like good morning, Bert? Hello. <laughs> I talk in my sleep as well. Yeah. yeah, and I remember like waking up with the light on, and Celeste just looking at me, but w- waking myself up talking, and just I don't know, just a look of fear in your face, and then maybe sort of being like, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm so, I'm so sorry." Like two a.m. Also, I find it fascinating for someone who's like a bit nervous about being attacked or something like that that mm-hmm. you naturally <laughs> went in deep sleep. You know, I'm in fetal, or I'm like Freya is literally arms in the air, like she's like that. She's yeah. like sort of Starfish. complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. S- sort of position of surrender. It Bl- yeah. blows my mind. Very really trusting when I'm asleep. Um, yeah. But yes, we, we are. We are very close. Yeah. Um, we actually haven't gigged for a long time because I find it very stressful, right. and um, there's been lockdown, mm-hmm. so I've had my sort of opportunity to it's a bit like you know a, a big skipping r- rope on the playground and if you just hesitate for a bit too long you're like oh, i'm never gonna get in now yeah so i've slightly left it a while so we probably don't spend as much time together as we did when we were gigging but we are writing all, all the time true. yeah but i think when you're gigging typically like doing sketch it is like doing like a play yeah. And you've just got to rehearse. Well, particularly when no, no one laughs. Yeah. <laughs> you've just got to rehearse just so much. So, like, when you do in Edinburgh, we'd literally be doing, like, 16-hour days. Yeah. Which, thinking about now, like, I can't... That must have been very interesting. But it's also just slower, the process, because you you kind of both got to be on board with whatever you're doing. So a stand-up can adapt a lot quicker. You know, if you had an idea yeah. on the way on the tube, you can just mm. knock it out, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and, you know, that's fine to an extent, but if you're both doing that, it's just chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think even to just get on the same page takes a lot of time i think that's also why sketch acts don't tend to survive as long particularly doing edinburgh's and edinburgh's and then you know i think as well because there's like no money in it yeah so i think that's another like massive reason why you can't sort of get a group of like four people together to not earn any money but spend all your time doing this like yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think so that is a really tough. I mean, the only yeah. good thing about it is if you're dividing an Edinburgh deck between four people, that's better than just having yes, one person. With yeah. <laughs> but that is still, yeah. it's still not great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it is the, the, you know, you are reliant on, but, it, but it's finding that, and obviously you've got this empathy and you're, the, a similar sense of humour. Mm. And, and because it's, it's, the style of it is, is you know, which I, I love with any comedy that, I've, and I say this all the time, but any comedy that you re- end up really loving, it takes you a little moment to, adjust your brain to get into it and, mm. and it's your stuff isn't really like anybody else's i don't think you know what i mean i can't i can't say oh well, i can see where you've got that idea from i can see where, you know you've come in with your own sensibility and it's really great and the characters are, are great but you've but you've obviously got there together right By, yeah i would say so yeah, yeah because we we are on the same page in a lot of ways but i would also say we're quite different yeah and so i think that when that happens if you can harness it in the right way you can produce something that's greater than the some of your parts, something that you couldn't produce alone. I think yeah. it's weird because often the things that do create tension and do make it quite challenging to work with each other, yeah. annoyingly, like they are also the things that will help you to produce good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think sometimes we've sort of, you know, especially after Edinburgh, we'll have like a debrief, and you know, it's it's awful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the terrible debrief. Yeah. But then. 
you're like, oh, but the work's really good. <laughs> and we do make each other laugh, but you can often just get, you get in your own way and you can get in each other's way. So it's like, it's just this constant sort of yeah. learning how to kind of negotiate and, mm-hmm. and learning sort of, you know, picking your battles, I think, yes. with this stuff. Yeah, and you do a lot of stuff separately right, as well, right? Which I yeah. think is quite—it it can it makes a big difference, and I think it's, it's then it's a pleasure, hopefully, to come back together. But also, you yeah. can, you can um, do well, your do own. Do you know stuff. what? And we're out of the hairiest bit as well now, because the bit where it's hard is when you've been doing it for a few years. You're not really successful enough to make a living, so you're both sort of doing your crap day jobs that make you feel a little bit crap. Yeah. So you're a bit burnt out, a bit tired, mm. and then you're going to gig. You know, a small gig that'll be nice for not very much money and then, you know, it doesn't maybe go brilliant. Or you're just doing long hours until until it starts to click enough that you're like, oh, we can relax a little bit now. We don't have to be putting... so We don't have to be trying to do these other jobs so much. What kind of, what kind of jobs were you doing? Well, to... now I've... Oh, God, now I feel like an arsehole because I just... All I did was a bit of tutoring, so it really wasn't that hard. <laughs> but, um, down the mines. Yes, <laughs> tutoring down mine. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did tutoring. I also did um, like I looked after posh old people. <laughs> yeah, only posh old people. Many non-posh. So it's basically people. an overpriced. Well, it was. It could only be really richer families right, that could okay. afford it because yeah. it was. And I don't know how this was allowed, and I don't know if the company still exists <laughs> because I was not vetted. I had no training, and I was just going around to old people who lived alone, being like, you know, hello, Mrs. Gent, and. I uh, I read to a woman who was going blind for a few, a few years, and she made you sit in the sun, and you got burned. Do you remember? No. <laughs> you you I remember you because you you were sunburned on one side of your face, and you were like, "Can I just go and put some sun cream on?" And she was like, "No." Sounds like I made that up to cover up something <laughs> embarrassing that I did. Um, no, I worked for an old Italian woman called Mrs. Jen who had a giant head and a, a tiny little body. She looked like a, like a Bo Selector character. And um, she needed an oxygen tank. And she was, she was going blind, but she was a wealthy old Italian lady. She'd married an English gentleman. And I was just a bit of extra help. But she had a live-in carer, and she was so horrible to work for that she had gone through most of the living carers. And by now, she was really scraping the barrel. And the woman that was working for her was a Russian woman who was nearly as old as her. She must have been in her mid-60s to early 70s. Anyway, there was just this surreal <laughs> moment where they were having an argument and Mrs. Gent wanted the old Russian lady to vacuum and she was like, I want vacuum, I have my break. I shouldn't be doing the accent. Why am I doing that? Um, cut that out, please. So, Look, anyway, you're versatile, never apologise, okay? Thank you. Never apologise. Um, my enabler. <laughs> so, I basically got caught between these two elderly women saying, can you please hoover? No, I don't want to hoover. She doesn't want to hoover. Tell her to hoover. I'm the boss. Literally shaking a stick, shouting, I am the boss. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, I just went into the hallway, turned the vacuum cleaner on so that Mrs. Jen, who thought yeah. work was getting done when it wasn't. And at that point, I was like, I have to quit this. I have to stop <laughs> doing this. Um, and I couldn't because I needed that sweet dosh to do sure. sketch comedy. Sketch yeah. Comedy. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Well, look, you're both. I'm quite excited about uh, the stuff that you have been doing. Like, both of you have been working in movies. The movies. Very exciting. Mm. So, Freya, you're, I, you're in Jurassic World. I'm in Jurassic World, yeah. What, are you playing? Are you a dinosaur? I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. A little, little 
<laughs> Just like a little Juju Velociraptor. She's she's new on the scene. She's got some big ideas. Well, I want to have. I've said this many times, but I think, I'm hoping if I say it enough, it will happen. Uh-huh. What I want to happen in the Jurassic World Park universe uh, okay, yeah. is for them to just open a park successfully. And no one gets hurt. No one just gets hurt, but just everyone looks venture. at the time. Just because there's been a lot of been a lot of attempts. They've yes. learned from the lessons, yeah, and now yeah. we've opened it, and it's all right. There's actually an incredible safety officer. Yeah, she's great at <laughs> <Yeah>. her job. <laughs> And They've just worked out how to keep dinosaurs in cages. Yeah. It's fine. Cages actually have locks on them. Yeah. The, the workers are unionised. It's just actually yeah. a really great place to work. So is that the plot? That's of the plot of Dressing. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely watch it then. Yeah. What, so, what do you? What What is it like being in Dressing World? And what are you in Dressing World? And what is it? What's going to happen? Do you and know do, what? The di- do the dinosaurs win this time? Look. Yeah. I mean, it so briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I ever? Why did I ever mention it? I mention it because I'm like, a, I am a Jurassic Park like fan. It's exciting. Nerd. I love dinosaurs. Yeah. And, and I love movies. Mm. Um, no, basically, it was like an absolute dream of like a little job. It was me, um, the lads at a sketch group called The Pin, yeah. and um, Ahi Shah, who's been on your yeah. show. Um, the director um, email, literally emailed us and was like, hey, Love your stuff. I was like, come on, that can't be true, Colin. Um, love your stuff. Do you want to come and be in my dinosaur movie if you're free? <laughs> oh, yeah, let me just check my diary, Colin. Um, pl- please come and do it. It'd be lots of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we were all... but um, Because it was 20... When was it? Like 2020? August? October? No, I don't know, you know, it's just Jurassic She Park. stopped listening. <laughs> she stopped listening. Didn't want to hear it. Didn't want to hear it. Um, no, so, cause I it think was... he went to my junk. I think that's what happened. I yeah. yeah. I'll just spam him by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all had to be, like, locked in this hotel. We all had to, like, be in, um, like, quarantine in a hotel. Right. So the whole thing was just surreal. Every single day, we were all like, I can't believe that this is happening. <laughs> Every, and you'd be on set being like, you see Jeff Goldblum at the buffet. Just mo- literally mooching about. Yeah. And we bitch like so me and the pin, Ahisha, we're all great guys, but we you know, we're not the sort of young, hot young ingenues. Right? We're all like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Even when we film we'd be like so we'd sort of leave it and then someone would be like, guys, we're in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was just it was just a total nerd fest and we just play some like Technicians basically are working the dinosaur park, right? And he basically, it's because it's like a sort of scene with lots of like tech talk. I think he was like, I'll just the director. Like, he lives in the UK and he's just a real like comedy nerd. And I think he just thought it'd be fun to get some comics <laughs> in it at the end. But yeah, it, it was really great, and it yeah. was just yeah, it was completely surreal. And we're probably all cut from it. So <laughs> um, no, we did have a conversation where we all worked out like. Because you don't ever read the whole script as well, but we were. They not cut you because you say something. But there's one. Yeah, we were them, all. Yeah. We were all basically like, my hand points at this thing at this moment, and another character said it's crucial information. So I was like, if, if all else fails, my you left hand is in Jurassic <laughs> Park, pointing at a screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrific. Well, you're doing films as well, so you don't have to. Yeah, thank God. Thank Serrano. God. Ser- I'm very excited about Serrano with, with Peter Dinklage. It's not, it's not very good. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> no, no. It seems so. Is, is the pre- he doesn't have a big nose? Is that that he's? He no, he, a, but he is um, a, short. 
a little person. Yes. So that, that that's the yeah way that they're they're telling it. Right. Um, but yeah, he's good though, Peter Dinklage. He is, he is good. good. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He was. Um, we did a scene that was on a stage, and I was watching. Uh, you know, like a lady at the theatre watching the show or whatever, and he has to do this big sword fight, and every every time he start had to start the sword fight, he basically had to turn and face me, and I didn't know whether to look at him or not, because <laughs> he was sort of looking very intently my way, so I would, like, look around and then looked a bit, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to look at him, I guess, because I'm being weird, so I looked at him, and then he was like, sorry, she put me off, she's looking at me, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Because there's this weird thing when it's like a big actor, you sort of, I go too far the other way where I, I don't want to be try-hard and annoying, so I'm almost rude because I'm like, well, I don't want to give you the impression that I'm like, you know, cloying for your... Or yeah. being like, hey, um, I'm in a sketch comedy, so I just don't, I'm just Peter, almost... Peter, do you like sketch comedy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in the trailer, which I love. Am I? In the, in the, in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, but I, I basically, because I was in the background of this shot, I thought it would be a day shoot, tops, and they were talking about taking me out to Sicily for three weeks. This was during the pandemic. So I thought, great, I'll do one or two days shooting, spread out. The rest of the time I'll be in Sicily, maybe I'll get some writing done, um, you know, learn to do a backflip, that sort of thing. <laughs> and it ended up being 10 or 11 night shoots in a row in a corset. So I'd get up about... 11, I'd be in costume makeup on set for about three in the afternoon and then released about five or six o'clock in the morning. And it was not worth it. Also, the Italian <laughs> government took uh, 40, they tax you, it took 45%. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but I hope you enjoy the film, Richard. I'm, um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Are you allowed to say you don't think it's very good? It I don't know. Is no, that okay. bad? Oh, that probably is really stupid of me, actually. And I don't entirely mean that. I don't think that it's bad, but I do think that. It's maybe a bit of a missed opportunity. Okay. It, it's a great story, so it could be great. Um, and it's not helping myself. Yeah. There's a man over here literally covering his face, so worried for what this is going to do to my What you're saying, if you directed it and you'd been Serrano... Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go with that. Yeah. I do have quite a big nose, actually, so I could, so I could maybe rock it. It's, it's a prominent, for sure. There's been times where... You know, uh, if you're setting up a shot, sometimes the camera turns the camera, like the frame around, so you can see what the framing is. And genuinely, sometimes my nose is in shot and I'm not. It's yeah. just hovering in the air, <laughs> in the frame. Very well, Maybe you could have said to Peter Dinklage, you know, I know what it's like for you because I've relate. got quite a big. Yeah. <laughs> I've got quite yeah. a, Not a Serrano de Rejac big, but it's, you know. It's, yeah, you could email him. Yeah, yeah, it's never too late. And he listens to the pod, right? Right, I'm sure he does. Friend of the pod. I was going to ask if you could get him on the podcast, but, you know, you've probably burned that bridge then <laughs> with all the staring and the saying it's filmed. <laughs> <laughs> How about Last Night in Soho? You are in that? That's a movie as well. Yeah, shot that after Freya's Hendu. Oh! <laughs> Literally shooting, like, drops of water in my eye because they were so red from the tiredness. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in that. It was shot a long time ago, though. I don't, right. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah. Is that pre-pandemic? Oh, yeah, it must have been. 2019. Yeah, yeah. 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 And is that, is that what you want? Do you want to be Hollywood movie stars? Slapping each other in the face at award ceremonies, or do you want? To... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's like we fight anyway, so yeah. why not get paid for it? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, movies are great, yeah. right? If you've got a fun part and it's a fun job, I think we just 
girls just want to have fun. Yeah, but it's like extremely long hours, and I know people like no one gives a shit about those long hours though, because everyone's just like, "Well, you're in a movie." Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, yeah. I would like to do more pro- proper acting. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. And do you think that? So, if that was if it was a choice between doing comedy and acting, would you would you go with with that? I mean, you can still do comedy in acting, but would you? Go for acting and do you mean what? No writing anymore? Yeah, or... no writing and no, no. Let's say no sketch, no sketch comedy, and no writing sketch comedy. I'm trying to break the two of you up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can sense that actually. Yeah. So the vibes sort of change you know, <laughs> suddenly. I think it's like as it's a bit like when if you're a writer performer, if you do loads of writing, you're like I just want to perform, and then it just is vice versa. You're like I yeah. just want to write. So I feel like you could, you'd probably do drama for ages and then be like, I just want to be in something where I just, can just be a little dickhead and it's just really fun. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's not really a problem for me at the minute. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to make that decision. It's so. like whether you feel... Because I feel... I like doing a bit of acting, but I get quite bored quite quickly of acting. Yeah. So I, like, I quite like... I'd like to do that where I was in for a, a, a day or whatever. Mm. Um, but I'd see myself as a comedian. I think I'd definitely... Because I do stand-up and I do improv as well, so yeah. I, like, love doing live stuff. I think if it was, like... If I could never do that again... Like, I've, I found, the like, not, not doing that over the pandemic just so... I mean, obviously not the hardest thing that was happening um, <laughs> over the last two years, but it's a real, like... It's sort of in you, isn't it, if you want to, like, be a dickhead in front of people, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, I, yeah. So... I think I'd go more actor-writer is what I would like right. to be. Yeah. I think I do do sketch and I enjoy it, but I don't... I don't. So this is where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like doing sketch comedy, but I, do, I find comedy quite pressured or I worry that I'm not good enough at it sometimes. Whereas yeah. acting That's and stuff, I crazy. feel... I feel more confident or like I am uh, more assured of my sure. skills. But it's like you said that, you know... With comedy, you do know... Like the, that you yeah. do know whether it's working or not. And even, mm. if, even if it's... You know, if it's a small audience, you can tell from the atmosphere, even if it's not like lots of lols. Yeah, you can tell that they're enjoying it or they're not enjoying it, and you can know, you know it's you. You get your you're assessed every single day, <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. every working day, yeah, and so yeah. you know how things are going. Yeah. So I mean, I think that you know to be you know that you're you're good at it because you you've you've done it and it's worked. Thank you. <laughs> you are, Can't you, believe I drove the conversation you're very, there. You're very. Yeah. Well, it is. It's you know. It's it's. I don't know. I don't know what. With TV, I don't know how much people watch, you know, and it's BBC Three, right, this... So they've relaunched BBC Three, which is yeah. great, mm-hmm. which is a really good thing. Yeah. But I don't know what, what that kind of... The viewing figures of that... If you noticed any... Since you've, it's been on TV, is the, have you been recognised in the street more, or is it... I only have once, and it was like... You have to... When you're an actor, you have to have, like, pictures take or headshots, so when people are looking for... Trying to get you jobs, you've got a, a nice posh picture... And I was having some taken on a like the towpath in Camden about two weeks ago, and this guy went by on a bike. He went, <laughs> "I enjoyed your show," <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, very disarming. Yeah, because um, he didn't stop. He just like, <laughs> but that's good though. Oh, I much prefer that than a sort of. He tried. He tried to drag me in the canal, and was like, "I loved it." <laughs> if I was riding a bike and tried to yell a comment. To some, I definitely accidentally steer it in the canal. I oh, it would be cool be, enough yeah, to pull it off. Yeah, we'd try to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but there's a good, you know, you have got a good cast of like all the your generation of comedians in yeah, this show as yeah. well, which is yeah. nice. So you you spot 
people you know. John Kent is a, is a very funny oh, sketch. I'm obsessed with he's him. So, yeah, he's, he's so good. He, yeah, and he's one of our favourite like live acts as well. Yeah, like yeah. we would just like we if you'd be on a bill with him, he's just like it's magical. He, yeah, he's just so good. So yeah, we were yeah we were really really thrilled that he. he was, and James he, Acaster, you assault James Acaster. You assault Acaster. him, don't you? Yeah. That was quite... I mean, he's in a couple of sketches, but that's one he doesn't really have Did, to do. Didn't with. even know it was being filmed. <laughs> he doesn't have to do much <laughs> in that one, apart from be it's caressed. Yeah, I, I had to sort of jump him on this quite narrow table and... Had I, to, like someone else told you to do it. <laughs> I wrote it, I wrote it, and then I cast him. Um, so... <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just just even in the score, yeah. fellas. Um, so, but yeah, I used to have to jump on, on on this kind of very narrow table, and I had to hike myself up and would sort of hop up on my shin, and I didn't quite realise during the day, and then I looked in the evening, rolled a huge bruise just mm. from jumping up on this table over and over. But right. um, yeah. I was going to get him to sign it, but it's too late. <laughs> what, what a nice lad, though. Yeah, lovely. And yeah, he's good. all right. <laughs> he's all right, yeah. But he's, no, he's, he's better than Ed Gamble. That's true. At least hey, well, Ed, hey, if he had Ed Gamble in, that would have been... Come on, let's not get involved in this. Come on, <laughs> come on now, come on. Um, and, well, I should also say I love um, the MASH report, which I, I presume is come to an end R.I.P. yeah I think yeah. so I mean maybe they'll get someone else in but it was very much Nish's show yeah. so yeah but uh, no it was it was such an awesome thing to be a part of yeah so fun so unbelievably sometimes so relaxed that you're like guys we do need to do some stuff we can't just all be in the same room and just have coffee <laughs> um, but no it was super fun and yeah yeah it's a shame it, a shame yeah. it's gone yeah, and I haven't seen the Windsors, and the reason I haven't seen it is because I was trying to write a sitcom that was about well, it was about Ooh. it was about the Russian royal family, but it was all based on the Romanovs. Yeah, but it was all based on our our royal family, so it was about Rasputin, really. But um, oh. so I didn't watch it because I. But it's but I've heard great things about it, and you work with Harry Enfield, right? In that, um, it was. Do you, were you a fan of Harry's? Were you, were you aware of Harry? Was that bit before your time? I definitely was aware of, yeah. like, he he was big when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, him and uh, Kathy Burke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, I knew, I was aware. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that, is that sort of intimidating to be when you're working with a, a comedian of that sort of stature as? Yeah, So you, are you, are you Eugenie in it? Yes. Yeah. 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 And actually, the, and also Beatrice is Ellie. From, Ellie White. Yeah. Who's doing a sketch show as well. Yes. So is yeah. there some connection to being in the Windsors and, and playing Prince show. Andrew's daughters? Getting... Do you feel a bit dirty now you know, you've... <laughs> now you know about Prince Andrew? I thought he was such a good guy. Can't... <laughs> <laughs> I, just can't, I still can't believe it. No, I mean, I don't, uh, there's not going to be any more. Right. And I think the allegations about him came out after that because I, it's, you couldn't really you know no. it's almost like the show was better or I, found, I think the writers found it easier when the royals were less in the news and when they actually had really dramatic stories of their own it actually was harder to satirise I think yeah. for them. it's not yeah. funny when he's actually a nun yeah <laughs> yeah cool. yeah I feel bad we, I feel like we should be doing I feel like we should have researched you a bit and be yeah. like fist of fun tell us about that <laughs> I can tell you about it yeah you were too, you didn't watch Fist of Fun, right? You were too young to watch Fist yeah. of Fun. Yeah. 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 
Sorry. I'm very old. I'm very old. You're very young. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's all. You can get it on DVD. Get it, uh, come, really? Can, I'll send you the DVD. I don't think I have a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. We've got, I've got quite a lot of those DVDs <laughs> in my garage. And uh, that, that was the problem with lockdown really fucked up the last vestige. The last people who had DVD players died during... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, they weren't, like, they didn't get more COVID because they had... They just, that was finally, was a, I'd go on tour and I'd sell DVDs after the show. Yeah. And it went, you know, in the, in the like, two noughties, mm. you could sell 20, 30 DVDs after a show. Yeah. And then it went down, went down. And then it was about three a tour. Yeah. <laughs> and now if I go on tour, I won't be able to... How many boxes are we talking? I've got a lot. Well, I've got a lot of DVDs of all different shows, so... Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. I might give them away. They can, you can use them, hang them up, just scare birds away and stuff. Can't yeah, you? So, Co- coasters. Yeah, coasters. There's all sorts of... Sort of rectangular frisbee. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, but... about the case, not the yeah. DVDs, obviously. Circular. Yeah. No, you should watch Fist of Fun, because I think, you, you know, it would help you with the, your sketch writing. <laughs> we are looking for a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe don't look. It's fist of fun. Um, <laughs> well, let me just check if there was anything else I really wanted to ask you about. I've got. I think I've done everything. Oh, I, I tell you what, I really enjoyed uh, the East Coast listening post I was listening to oh, today. Thank you. Which when when did you make that? So that was sort of a, a parody of uh, this American this American life. life yeah. Um, oh my God! When did we do twenty fifteen? 16? 2016. So that 2016. predated the kind of the success, the, the Edinburgh, the 2018 Edinburgh show. Yeah, very interesting. It's good. Because it really captures the, the sound of those things. It just does sound like a, a, a real one. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a slight parody of This American Life and the, yeah. those types of podcasts. But it's also, like all parodies, a bit of a love letter to, the, yeah. to it as well. Yeah, because we, yeah, we were just obsessed with This American Life and we did ask Ira Glass if he <laughs> wanted to like do a fake advert no, on no the response. show. <laughs> I haven't heard back from him yet. <laughs> Still waiting for the con. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Ira Glass... Do you, do you guys know who Ira, Ira Glass is? Yeah. No, okay. I want to hear it. No, just didn't he get his flat was... Um, like He got investigated because his flat was so dirty <gasps> that, that, that his neighbours complained. Um, and like the, weird, I was going to say the council, guy. but that's not what it's called in America. But you know what I mean? That someone the, had to get FBI. involved and like come round and check. Yeah, <laughs> the feds, the goddamn feds. Oh my god! Um, yeah, because he lived like so. Um, oh my god! In such sort of squalor, basically. Oh god. And he's there going like, hey, I'm very glad. You know, like he's sat there with a pristine copy of the New Yorker and he's got his rat infested. Uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, I would never good, have said that. If I had to name a dirty man, it would be Ira. Anyway, wow. I'm going to have yeah. to look that up when I'm on the tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find out about that. Yeah. Well, is, um, what's going to, do you know if you've got more of the sketch show? We don't know. We, don't we, know. Don't, we, we haven't asked, to be fair. No. We haven't asked. Ask. Not ready. Not ready for an answer. But, we, yeah, we don't know yet. I'm almost scared in case they're like, and we want to shoot it this summer. Because <laughs> we just... Yeah, it's bittersweet. If you've got more, you're like, I have to write more. Because the thing about sketch shows, they eat ideas, sketch yeah. shows. You, you know, you've got one minute of material and then the idea's dead. Whereas if you're a sitcom, you can drag that idea out across maybe even a series <laughs> or like a whole narrative arc. And sketch shows, you know, that's why... I think that's part of why they've died in this country is you... 
ideally you need a writer's room or you need yeah. more people. You know, that's why Sketch is so successful in America, I think, because they have whole teams of writers generating ideas. It's, mm. it's hard to get enough together, isn't it, I would say. We're just, yeah. we're just two. But. Is there anything from the show that you would like to take out and make into a, into a sitcom or into a bigger... <sighs> Hot Nuns, an obvious choice. Hot Nuns would be good. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more of the Hot Nuns. Just being hot around yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm still hot. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I do love Stephen Pete. They do have the two northern men. Yeah. Um, You'd like to do... Was it... What's it? That Bob... Vic and Bob thing. Is it Cat? Oh, yeah, Vic and Bob did a show called Catterick. Yeah. Which I loved, and it was sort of filmed all, like, around where I'm from, and... I would love to make something up there. I would love yeah. to sort of... Because in, in our first Edinburgh show, we... Steve... And was Pete in the... F- you Was Pete in it? No, anyway, because I played the girlfriend. Oh, you played the... We had, like, a whole sort of love story with, like, this slight loser guy, Steve, and... I don't know. So I'd, I'd quite like to do something with them, but... Yeah. Oh, we're writing other narrative things that the sitcoms, so I think brain, yeah. brains are slightly... Oh, they're quite <laughs> separate in my mind, sketch and then yeah. narrative sitcom. But some sort of hybrid would be... Yeah. So that sounded like a genuine plea of like, Freya, we actually don't have time to do that. So, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that, mate. That shit down. <laughs> Celeste, you're Dream on your own time, bitch. <laughs> uh, well, brilliant. Well, it's really lovely to have I'm you. Sorry, on. that was the end. No, it doesn't. It's, it's also very good. off brand for me. I can't say bitch with any confidence. You know, people are like, whatever, bitch. No, just, it's not really me. I take it back. Oh, Do check out if you haven't seen Lazy Susan. It's all on the iPlayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, also the uh, East Coast Listening Post series two is still on. Uh, is it? Yeah, I think uh, it's BBC on. Sounds. It's on yeah, BBC Sounds. Um, and uh, Wonka, you're going to be in Wonka as well. If they don't cut me, yeah. Yeah. That's the attitude you want, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe, isn't it? And amazing. There's loads of places to see you. Uh, no plans to do anything live at the moment, though. At the minute, no, no but okay. never say never. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much thank for coming you for in and the show. It's been absolutely fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Lazy Susan. Thank you. listening to Rahalastapa with me Richard Herring and my guests Freya Parker and Celeste Dring aka Lazy Susan thank you very much to Scant Regard for providing this musical entertainment while I speak I'm indebted to my producer Ben Walker I'm indebted to Chris Evans not that one and all of his team from Go Faster Stripe I'm indebted to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre I'm indebted to the bank as well the National Westminster Bank uh, for much money, also uh, a mortgage as well with someone else. I've, I'm indebted to a lot of people, but they don't mind. I would also like to thank these following people. Anthony, Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, Lytton. Tried to trip me up, and I tripped up on Lytton. Guy Morgan, Mary Docker, Paul Rushy, Rush, that's his nickname, Rushy. Colin Anderton, Gaz Morgan, Alan Yates, Slopes, James Davies, Jim Williams, Fee Craig. John Justa, Lisa Nesbitt, John Newman, Paul Duggan, James Hardjaninata. That's right, James Hardjaninata. Joe Bagger Donuts. <laughs> Adam Campbell, Jamie Reed, aka Teddy Hannon, Sabine and David Stephen Brown, Hamish the Rock, Dave H, Lee Wolfenden, Sue and Steve, Paul Gardner, Duncan Raggett, Chris Keegan, Miriam Sharp Pearson, Keris Woodruff. Rufus Von Balcony, <laughs> Neil McClocken, I am him, or Neil McClocken, I am him, Stephen Cooper, Thomas Mannion, 
Julie Git, Julie Giles. That's all the people. This is a Sky Potato, Go Faster Strike and Fuzz production. Please head to richterring.com slash gigs to see if we're doing any more Rahalisma gigs near to you and then come and watch those gigs because that helps us very much. Thanks for participating in this podcast. Good Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.